Yet another impressive road victory for the Chicago Blackhawks last night as they defeated the Tampa Bay Lightning 5-3. I'll go over Connor Bedard's breakout game as well as Kevin Korchinski's first NHL goal. And I'll also provide the latest injury updates on Andreas Athanasiu, Jared Tenorti, and Taylor Hall. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome on into another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, thank you all for making the show your very first listen here to start off your day. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can go and give me a follow on X at Jack Bushman 2, or you can go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And also, just a quick reminder to please go and show some support if you haven't done so already by smashing that like button down below. Go and comment as well your biggest takeaway aside from Connor Bedard's four-point night. And of course, subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube if you're not already. It won't cost you anything. It's legitimately 100% free, and it really does go a long way for yours truly. So please make sure to take care of that real quick. And you can also go and turn on those push notifications if you're wanting to get notified when the episode is uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right, good afternoon, everyone. As always, thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. Hawks win. Yet another impressive road victory from the Chicago Blackhawks last night as they defeat the Tampa Bay Lightning 5-3 at Amelie Arena, starting out the mom's trip on the right foot, which is always great to see. All the moms were in attendance last night for this Blackhawks victory, and they certainly, uh, their sons certainly did not let them down with a really solid performance. And with this win last night, that moves the Blackhawks to 5-3. 7-0 and through their first 12 games of the season. And four of those wins have now occurred on the road. Your boy was in attendance for uh, the one victory that the Blackhawks have at the UC so far this season. But with that win last night in Tampa, they are now just one of 12 teams in the early going to have already recorded four wins on the road. Those other 11 teams, you may be asking, pretty good company here for the Blackhawks. The Boston Bruins, the New York Rangers, the Carolina Hurricanes, the New Jersey Devils, Dallas Stars, Colorado Avalanche, Winnipeg Jets, Vegas Golden Knights, Vancouver Canucks, Los Angeles Kings, and the Anaheim Ducks. Now, if you go and take a look at the NHL apper, I actually don't recommend you going and looking at the NHL app because I guess over the summer they elected to make it garbage so they can just push people to the ESPN app, which I think is just a ludicrous business idea, but whatever. But if you go and look at the standings is what I'm trying to get at. All of those teams that I just listed, those 11 teams, are right near the top of the standings for their respected divisions. All of those teams have gotten off to really good starts. And then there's the Chicago Blackhawks. And where have those four wins occurred, Blackhawks fans? In Pittsburgh, in Toronto, in Vegas, and in Tampa Bay. Regardless of where those teams are at in the standings right now, I know Pittsburgh's gotten off to a little bit of a shaky start, and there have been some bumps in the road for the Tampa Bay Lightning as well, but that ain't nothing. Those are pretty impressive 
victories for the Blackhawks. Those are four tough places to go into and to come away with two points. And the Blackhawks have done that. And it's become pretty apparent now through these first 12 games that when the Blackhawks are playing at their best, they can beat the best teams in the NHL, not just hang with them. They can beat the best teams in the NHL. Now it's just about figuring out how to do that a little bit more frequently. Expecting it to occur on a nightly basis with this young of a roster is, you know, probably a little bit far-fetched. And I, I don't think that's ever going to be like the underlying basis for this team night in and night out. They're just not a deep enough roster, but we know the ceiling. It's just about figuring out how to kind of eliminate as much of the inconsistency as possible or figure out ways to win games when you're not at your best, because we've seen things, you know, get lopsided down the stretch of games against the Arizona Coyotes. It got really ugly. And even recently against the New Jersey Devils, those like final 40, 45 minutes before a late little surge from the Blackhawks to make things interesting. It's about figuring out how to be more productive when you're getting outings like that, because you're just not going to get performances like we saw last night against the Dev- uh, against the Lightning, excuse me, every single game. But with that being said, it is pretty exciting to know that on a nightly basis, the Chicago Blackhawks can hang in there with the best in the business. Certainly another uh, reason to be watching this team throughout the course of the season because you never know when they're going to come away with two points. But takeaway number one from this game last night, folks, absolutely has to be Connor Bedard. Oh my goodness. And through these first 11 games, you know, we saw some flashes and he was showing signs of growing confidence and I think just getting a little bit more comfortable and understanding what it takes and where he needs to be and everything that goes into being a successful NHL player. We had seen that a little bit, but we hadn't seen him absolutely take over a game until last night, because in the first 30 minutes, Connor Bedard was absolutely unstoppable. He was a wizard out there. And even against a team that's icing players like Braden Point, Nikita Kucherov, Steven Stamkos, Victor Hedman. Connor Bedard was the best player on the ice last night at 18 years old, and he was a man on a mission right from the get-go. A three-point opening 20 minutes for Connor Bedard. Two goals in there as well, uh, the first of which I want to give him a lot of credit for because I, I think, I don't know if it's his first one this season, but it's one of his first real gritty goals at the NHL level. And I think those are the type of goals. We know what he can do with his beautiful wrist shot, right? We know he's going to have no trouble blowing it past opposing netminders. But figuring out how to go to the front of the net and getting to those dirty areas and what it takes to do that with with passion. Um, I loved seeing him get inside position on Victor Hedman to finish off that Philip Kershev centering feed for his first goal of the night and then his second of the period, um, a two-on-one with Mick Foligno. Nifty little pass from Felino Bedard with an even better finish, though, pulling the puck to his backhand and beating Johansson, his second of the period, seventh goal of the season. He also added uh, a primary assist with a no-look pass on a two-on-one with Tyler Johnson, uh, and then early in the second period, picking up where he left off as well. Uh, looked like it was actually his hat-trick goal for a moment there on the Blackhawks power play, but Corey Perry got a piece in front for his third goal of the season, but a four-point explosion in the first 25 minutes of the game for Connor Bedard 
The Tampa Bay Lightning simply had no answers for him, and that top line was absolutely buzzing every time they were out there on the ice. A huge four-point game for Connor Bedard to lead the way. His first career multi-point game at the NHL level was a big one, and he also became the youngest player in Blackhawks history to ever record a multi-point game, the third youngest player in NHL history with a four-point game, and he's currently on pace for 41 goals this season, Blackhawks fans. Oh my goodness. A massive breakout game from Connor Bedard last night. Once again, the best player on the ice at 18 years old. And oh yeah, he turned 18 back in July. He's still a little baby and he's already dominating NHL competition. And it was also really cool to see him get the player of the game chain uh, handed to him from Taylor Hall in the Blackhawks locker room following the victory. An absolutely massive breakout game for Connor Bedard. The kid is simply sensational. All right, folks, coming up in just a moment here, I will get into some of my other takeaways from the Blackhawks win, as well as Peter Morazic continuing his strong stretch in net right out of the gate. But first, I need to talk to you all about Jace Medical. There's a lot of uncertainty in the world today, and it's important to be prepared. And that's why Jace Medical has come up with the Jace case. The Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And you can also go and customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your specific and unique needs. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Don't get caught unexpected. Get the Jace case today. You can do so by going to jacemedical.com and also go and use the promo code LOCKDOWN in all caps at checkout and you'll get a $20 discount on your order. Again, that's promo code LOCKDOWN in all caps at jasemedical.com for $20 off on your first order. All right, segment two, time to get into some of my other takeaways from the Blackhawks victory last night over Tampa. First, I do want to get into my three stars of the game. No surprise here, our baby boy Connor Bedard is getting the number one star, picking up his sixth and seventh goals of the season, along with uh, his third and fourth assists of the year. A four-point night for the kid that now gives him 11 points through his opening 12 games. He is the Blackhawks' leading scorer so far this season. He was also plus two in 17 minutes and 55 seconds of time on ice. Second star of the game, though, got to give a huge shout-out to Nick Foligno. He continues to just make the most of this opportunity up on the top line next to Connor Bedard. We knew prior to him getting bumped up there that those two had like a special father-son almost type of relationship. And when Connor Bedard scored his first goal, you could see like the smile on the bench of Nick Foligno's face. It was like he was watching his, his child score his first goal. But that has really translated on the ice with one another as well. It's like these two are hooking up with beautiful saucer passes. They're finding each other with space. It's just working really well right now. And I have to give credit to Nick Foligno for not only coming in and just being a huge veteran presence in the locker room, but he's producing out here on the ice. He's tied for the second leading point scorer on the Blackhawks right now behind only Connor Bedard after three assists last night, which by the way, was his first three point game since October 9th, 2018. Uh, so a really big performance from Nick Foligno. He also added two shots on goal and was plus three in 19 minutes and 29 seconds of time on ice, which led all Blackhawks forwards. And that's been kind of a consistent theme for him as well. Maybe not necessarily leading all Hawks forwards in time on ice. He's 
usually right there at the top. But for being a veteran guy that, you know, I fully expected to be playing a bottom six role this season, it's been pretty impressive what he's been able to do in terms of his role for this team on both sides of the puck for the Blackhawks. So Nick Foligno gets my second star of the game. And then my third star, I could have gone a couple of different ways with this, but I wanted to give it to Kevin Korchinski for netting his first NHL goal. A little bit of a wonky one, though. It did uh, deflect off the skate of Darren Radish, Taylor Radish's brother. And interestingly enough about that situation, by the way, Darren Radish was originally a member of the Blackhawks organization, like, four or five years ago. And also Taylor Radish, of course, was a member of the Tampa Bay Lightning's organization. And now they kind of flip-flopped and faced off against one another last night. But Korchinski's shot from the point deflected off of Darren Radish's skate and past Johansson. Immediately loved to see Mackenzie Entwistle go and grab that puck out of the net. He knew he didn't get a piece of it and let uh, not only Kevin Korchinski know, but let all of us Blackhawks fans know that this was Korchinski's first NHL goal. He didn't try to take credit at all. He pointed right to Korchinski. We knew it was the kid's first. So congratulations to Korch. I'm su- sure it was super cool and extra special that his mom got to be in attendance for that first one. Uh, he was also plus two last night for the Hogs. Only played 13 minutes and 31 seconds of time on ice, though, which I thought was a little bit strange considering the Hawks were down to just five defensemen for the final 40 minutes. Korchinski kind of seemed to be the one who was serving as the, the fifth defenseman while Luke Richardson really went with just two pairings. But regardless, still a special night for Korchinski, one that he'll always remember uh, forever and even more special with the Blackhawks. Got to pick up the win in such a special occasion for him. Some of my other takeaways, though, I got to give a shout out to Peter Morazic. He easily could have been the second or the third star of the game for me. I just ended up giving it to Korchinski instead. But Another spectacular performance out of Morazic in that he stopped 30 of the 33 shots that he's faced. And listen to these stats that Peter Morazic has now, Blackhawks fans. He's 4-3-0 on the season. He's been in net for four of the Blackhawks' five wins. He has a 2.84 goals against average and a 921 save percentage. And it's not like it's been easy for him in net. No, he... Out of those seven starts, I know for a fact in at least four of them, maybe even five, he's faced 40 shots on goal. He stopped only 30 of the 33 that he faced last night, so I I guess last night was easier in comparison to most of his outings this year, but he's been having to work and stand on his head in net, and he's been living up, uh, or he's been doing everything in his power to really make the most of this opportunity here as a starter. It isn't really clear what his future looks like after his contract expires here with the Blackhawks, but he's sure showing signs of uh, a lot of life left in his game. Peter Mrazek off to an incredible start, which is really great to see. The Blackhawks goaltending has just been so solid so far this season. Another spectacular outing from Mrazek last night to pick up the win. The top line, as I referenced in the first segment, was just absolutely electric. They really led the way. Uh, Both Connor Bedard and Nick Foligno led the uh, hockey stats card that gets posted post-game by a wide margin. They were the two most effective Blackhawks last night. Uh, I mentioned Bedard with the four-point game, Felino with three assists. I also got to give a lot of credit to Philip Kershev as well, who just continues to produce up on that top line and is kind of making me look wrong here. I've said on the podcast for the last couple of weeks, I, I know Kershev's doing well there, but I want Taylor Hall up there. I think there's a spot for Lucas Reichel eventually. I just haven't thought that's necessarily the spot for Philip Kurashev when you consider what the Blackhawks are trying to get out of him long-term. 
but he keeps proving me wrong. Another two assists for Philip Kurashev last night. One of them was a beautiful centering feed to counter Bedard. I wasn't sure initially if uh, that's what he was trying to do, but regardless, I love to see Philip Kurashev take the puck to the net and make things happen. I think this is something that the Blackhawks just need to do more and more of. Um, It's the simple plays. I've talked about it a lot on the show, taking the puck to the net with a purpose. It's one reason why I think Ryan Donato has been so successful here in the early going, which I'll get to him in just a moment. But good things happen when you take the puck to the net and you shoot it. And Philip Kurashev showed an aggressive mentality last night, taking the puck to the net for that primary assist on Bedard's goal. And also just a, a simple game from the Blackhawks in general, like Kevin Korchinski's goal. Firing the puck on that. Those are the things we love to see, but I got to give a lot of credit to Philip Kurashev. He now has six points in his first six games so far this season, really proven me wrong on that top line and could be there for uh, uh, another significant stretch if Taylor Hall is going to be missing some time here with an injury. I also got to give a shout out to all the Blackhawks defensemen last night for being willing to sacrifice the body. The Blackhawks led the Lightning 20 to 6 in block shots. Seth Jones led the way with six. Alex Vlasic and Connor Murphy both chipped in with three. I thought that made a huge difference, particularly in the third period when the Lightning were trying to get something going. The Blackhawks really prevented them from getting a lot of their uh, good scoring chances off by blocking shots. And Seth Jones, by the way, skated 31 minutes and 46 seconds last night because the Blackhawks were only down to five defensemen. That was the second most he's ever skated in a regular season game in his career, I believe I saw. Um, So credit to Seth for really stepping up and taking on an even larger role than he normally does with the Hawks down to five defensemen. And credit to all of them for doing the dirty work and blocking a lot of shots last night. The revenge game was also uh, on point, if you will, because both Corey Perry and Tyler Johnson found the back of the net against their former teams. Corey Perry with a nice redirect for his third goal of the season. As I mentioned, he's still tied for second on the Blackhawks team in points along with Nick Foligno, eight for Perry in the first 12 games of the season, continuing to produce for the Blackhawks, even though this was a power play goal. Yeah, but he's been mostly on the third or fourth line for them this season. So that should not get swept under the rug, how good Corey Perry has been. And then Tyler Johnson, man, this guy just keeps on finding the back of the net. His fourth goal of the season, that is actually second on the Blackhawks behind only Connor Bedard. Um, So the Blackhawks have been getting good depth scoring from a couple of these guys here. Another one is Ryan Donato. Keeps finding ways to make an impact on the stat sheet. Picked up a primary assist on Kevin Korchinski's goal, and that now gives him seven points in in his first 12 games as a member of the Chicago Blackhawks. Tyler Johnson, Corey Perry, Nick Foligno, Ryan Donato, Philip Kurashev. The Blackhawks have been getting some nice contributions from their secondary pieces, if you will. If Lucas Reichel and that second line can just get it going, this Blackhawks offense really does have the potential to take a leap, and I think that will help them so much more in staying competitive in a greater amount of games. They've been good at it so far this season, but there's still some nights where we've seen them uh, be a little bit lackluster. I think if Lucas Reichel in that second line can provide just a consistent second scoring threat for this Blackhawks team. That's really going to help them reach that next year. Also got to talk about my three keys to victory last night for the Hawks, because once again, they played a huge factor and then coming away with the dub. My first key to victory last night was not 
letting the Tampa Bay Lightning top line absolutely walk all over him. Can't let them absolutely dominate the game. And that top line, by the way, was uh, Nikita Kucherov, Brandon Hagel, and Braden Point. Now, I did expect them to find their way on the stat sheet. I mean, I, I wasn't expecting the Blackhawks to hold them scoreless or to hold all three of them without a point, but they didn't let them absolutely take over. They had some confidence and had some good puck movement in the early going, but I thought they did a really good job of shutting them down in the last two periods. Kucherov, you know, still did score a goal. Braden Point and Brandon Hagel had an assist, but it wasn't a a multi-point game where they absolutely ran wild against the Blackhawks defense. I thought that was absolutely huge for the Blackhawks, and a big part of that, too, was some really key shot blocks down the stretch of the game. So that was obviously a huge key in them coming away with the win. My second key was to make Jonas Johansson work because in his – Three uh, last three starts coming into the game last night. Uh, he had, I worded that really terribly. He had given up at least four goals in each of his last three starts entering last night's game. That's what I meant to say. And I knew that this was a really big weakness for the Tampa Bay Lightning's team with Andre Vasilevsky out. They just hadn't been all that good in that. And they, if they made Jonas Johansson work, I thought they were going to be able to stay in there. If they only came with 18 or 19 shots on goal, Um, then there was the potential for the Lightning to run away with it. But they put shots on Johansson early. It was an early onslaught for the Blackhawks. Four goals in the opening 25 minutes, and that really set the tone for them the rest of the way. So great to see them make the most of that. And then my third key was to work hard for yo mama. A full 60-minute effort I thought was what it was going to take to beat this Lightning's bunch. Uh, And that's kind of what the Blackhawks came with last night. I thought it was really impressive Other than Bedard's four-point game, I think maybe the most impressive thing to me from last night was how well the Blackhawks fared down the stretch. I mean, they didn't really give the Bolts any life. Yeah, they did score with two minutes and 10 seconds left, but you could see the frustration in the Lightning because they couldn't get anything going. Like Victor Hedman, by the way, did not have a good night last night. was not a good evening for Victor Hedman. And you could see that he was clearly frustrated out there. He took a uh, a bad holding penalty or interference penalty late in the game that pretty much sealed the deal for the Hawks. He was slashing a stick around on the boards. Anthony Sorelli also got ejected for having some choice words with the officials. You could tell the Blackhawks were frustrating the Tampa Bay Lightning out there, and that's because they played all the way until the final whistle. They didn't give them any opportunities to come back in that third period and held them to only nine shots on goal. Lots of shot blocks, lots of big-time breakups, and the frustration was very evident from the Tampa Bay Lightning side. So shout-out to the Blackhawks for playing hard for the Mamas for a full 60 minutes last night. That's what led to them beating the Tampa Bay Lightning 5-3. to All right, folks, coming up in just a moment here, I will get into my only negative takeaways from last night, which was the Blackhawks unfortunately losing three players along the way due to injury. But first, I need to talk to you all about Parkview Advance. As a business owner, you realize there are times when receivables might fall behind, but that doesn't mean you need to fall behind on your vendor payments, payroll, or rent. And for more than 25 years, Parkview Advance has helped businesses secure working capital. From $5,000 to $1.5 million, Parkview Advance can approve your working capital in as little as 24 hours. It's a much easier process than you might imagine as well. We invite the many entrepreneurs that are Locked On NHL fans to learn more right now by calling us at 203-675-0071 
or you can go to parkviewadvance.com. If your business needs working capital, call Parkview Advance today. Parkview Advance, helping businesses with their working capital. Again, you can go check out and learn more right now at parkviewadvance.com. All right, back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Again, if you're still tuned into this point of today's episode, let me first say thank you very much. And please be sure to go and show some support if you haven't done so already. Smash that like button, comment down below, and subscribe to the channel to help drive the SEO and the YouTube algorithm in my direction, which really does go a long way. And also, please make sure to go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks on Instagram as well. I've been uh, posting a lot of cool Blackhawks-related content and Connor Bedard clips and prospect updates and things right here live from the show as well. And I am having an update on the giveaway there on my Lockdown Blackhawks Instagram channel. Make sure to go and follow to learn more about all of that right now. All right, segment three, perhaps the only negatives from last night's win down in Tampa was that the Blackhawks lost three players along the way due to injury as Jared Tenorti did not return after the first period. Andreas Athanasiu did not return after the second. And then Taylor Hall went down uh, after it looked like his leg kind of got folded underneath him. He was really slow to get up holding his knee, which certainly did not look good and had to be helped off the ice by his teammates. Um, A scary scene there for Taylor Hall, who, of course, has already battled through a shoulder injury so far here in the early going. The positive news on that was Coach Luke Richardson, who didn't give us much of an update on any of these three players, by the way, post-game and said they'll know more on on Friday or Saturday whenever they uh, hit the ice next and get together as a team. But the one thing Richardson did say about Taylor Hall was that it did look worse out there on the ice than it probably was and that he was moving around better uh, in the locker room after the game. And one thing I do want to point out as well, I mentioned Connor Bedard got the uh, the post-game chain for the Blackhawks being player of the game. In that video, Taylor Hall was the one to hand him that chain. And I don't want to go overreacting like a five, six-second Uh, clip that I saw on social media, but Taylor Hall did look like he was moving around pretty good and wasn't like limping or noticeably like injured, I guess you could say, while handing Connor Bedard the chain. So uh, not trying to get ahead of myself here, not trying to say he's going to be fine, but I do kind of uh, agree with Richardson's statement that it probably looked worse on the ice, which is great for us Blackhawks fans here because you never want to see a player like Taylor Hall Uh, or a player in general down holding their knee after just kind of a a weird-looking incident there. So hopefully Taylor Hall will not be missing any significant time for the Blackhawks. We'll see if he's good to go for uh, their next contest, which is on Sunday against the Florida Panthers. 12 p.m. Central Time puck drop, Blackhawks fans. Don't forget about that. But as far as Athanasiu goes, uh, I I did see him moving around a little bit gingerly. I, I didn't I can't remember exactly what happened to him. There was just so much going on in last night's game. It was a lot of chaos, but there was a moment in the offensive zone where like, I want to say Athanasiu might've gotten hit along the boards or I, I, it actually might be coming back to me right now. I swear this is funny that this is happening live. I think he might've gotten checked into the boards and was a little bit slow to get up. I remember Athanasiu getting up from a tough hit in like, 
skating a little gingerly out there back in defensive coverage. And um, I kind of brushed it aside because he was able to come back after that and put together a couple of shifts, but did not return for the third period. And the Blackhawks didn't give any reasoning as to why he was out for the rest of the game. So kind of just a fingers crossed situation that Athanasiu won't be out for any significant stretch, but if he does miss some time here, that does open up the door for Boris Kachuka or Reese Johnson to potentially jump in the lineup on Sunday. And I also am curious as to how far Colin Blackwell is away from his return, because again, I hope this isn't the case, but if Athanasiu was looking at missing some significant time, that would open up an opportunity for Blackwell to join the active roster and for the Hawks not to have to send anyone to Rockford for the time being. And then for Jared Denorti, I looked through social media. No one could really see or or figure out the incident um, or as to why he wasn't able to return for the Blackhawks. No clue if it's an upper body injury, a lower body injury. No one seems to know what happened, but he only played five minutes for the Blackhawks last night and wasn't able to return for the final two periods. But the obvious answer here would be Nikita Zaitsev draws into the Blackhawks lineup on the third pairing along with Wyatt Kaiser on Sunday if Jared Tenorti isn't able to go. And Zaitsev has probably had his two best games as a member of the Blackhawks in his last two outings. So hopefully he'll be able to build off that and won't return to being an absolute pylon out there. But if Tenorti is forced at, uh, is forced to miss some time here, you, you do think that Isaac Phillips would probably be the one to get recalled from Rockford once again, even though they just sent him back there last weekend. They probably don't want to get into a habit of moving him around because that's kind of when things go from bad to worse when he's not playing consistently anywhere and is just kind of traveling. But with that being said, I did want to see more out of Isaac Phillips in his call-up. He only played uh, one game, then ended up getting healthy, scratched for the second. So I'd like to see a greater workload for Isaac Phillips, who I believe is an NHL caliber defenseman at this point in time. Um, But we'll see what happens. We'll know more whenever the Blackhawks uh, hit the ice on. I doubt they're going to practice today. I imagine they'll be practicing Saturday uh, down near sunrise before they take on the Panthers on Sunday. Again, that's a 12 p.m. Central time puck drop. Got to love that. Just combining hockey and football. Absolutely terrible decision. The Blackhawks schedule just remains absolute crap right now. Regardless, we'll have uh, greater updates on these injury matters whenever the Blackhawks hit the ice next for practice. All right, that is going to wrap up today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. As always, thank you all again for tuning into the show and be sure to go and follow Locked On Blackhawks for free right now, wherever you may be listening to your podcast and to go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. And that way you can get the latest episode as soon as it becomes available each and every day. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Go and show me some love on X by following at Jack Bushman too. Or you can go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. So until tomorrow's episode, I'm going to try to get an episode out before this game against the Panthers just to have a little bit of a preview. But until that happens, everyone, enjoy your weekend. And thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.